0: Well, here we are, guys. The Mandalorian Season 2 has officially wrapped. The Mandalorian was created by Jon Favreau, and a lot of these episodes were written by Jon Favreau himself. Dave Filoni came on as an executive producer for the show as well, also developing the story. Season 2 of The Mandalorian follows Din Djarin, our Mandalorian, as he tries to find a Jedi to deliver Baby Yoda or The Child too. Of course, Pedro Pascal returns as The Mandalorian. We have Gina Carano and a bunch of these actors from the first season returning, as well as incoming cast, which is pretty much all spoilery. So this is your spoiler warning. This will be my overall season review. I don't plan on this review being all too long. Just a quick summary of the season and basically how the season came together for me. How I, do I prefer it over season one or do I think season one came together a little better on I guess re-watching it, but yeah, today I'm going to give you guys my quick overall summary thoughts, re- review of The Mandalorian Season 2. Massive, massive spoiler warning for the whole season of The Mandalorian Season 2, as well as spoilers from Season 1. Massive spoilers, so please, please click off if you haven't watched the season. Alright, so starting off, I guess we should start off by talking about basically the first episode of the season, and that is Chapter 9, The Marshall. This episode was directed by uh, series creator himself, John Favreau, who also wrote the episode. I love this episode, especially on Rewatch, because it's gave like, a fresh new take on the show, like, a bit of a different, I guess, formula for the episode. I guess a little similar to Chapter 4, but I still think it's all different in so many ways, because we have Cobb Vanth, played by the great... Timothy Oliphant himself. I thought he did a phenomenal job on the show. I was really happy that we got, like, at least a new character who, again, some people will say we've never seen Ahsoka before. We've never seen Cobb Banth in a movie or a TV show. And I was really good that, you know, they got Timothy Oliphant, a phenomenal actor, to play him. And yeah, he did a magnificent job on the show. And i am actually been hoping we get more of him. But besides him himself, the action was clearly stepped up right, right from the first episode, especially when Jon Favreau decided to expand his aspect ratio vertically and using like the 178 by 1 or 190 by 1. Instead of using the traditional Star Wars 240 by 1 aspect ratio, which will give you those black bars, he changed that up and it was really cool to kind of really show the scope of the creature he was doing and that was great. And I think just from starting off, I feel like this season had a lot more... Mythology built in with the Star Wars universe. More mythology building moments. And a lot more lore being uh, put into the show. And just building on that lore. As well as having more of a through line story. Continuing on this season. Continuing on with Cobb Vanth. This season of course introduced a lot more fan favorite characters. This includes. Again this is like your massive spoiler warning now. Aside from Cobb Vanth. This includes. This included Ahsoka Tano, Boba Fett, um, Bo-Katan, and obviously two of those are massive characters from the Clone Wars. We kind of had like, was it, like three episodes straight? I guess besides that episode directed by Carl Weathers of just these massive fan-favorite characters being reintroduced. Two of these from the Clone Wars, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano. The thing with these two characters is that they were developed very well, especially Ahsoka being such a phenomenal character played by Ashley Eckenstein, I believe, from The Clone Wars. She did a phenomenal job. Rosario Dawson came in and did a great job, too. Bo-Katan, I thought, was great on this show, even more than the cartoon, even though she's played by the same actress, um, Katie Sackhoff. I thought that with this show, she gave a different dynamic and different perspective on The Mandalorians that rivaled that of our lead, and they conflicted very well in whichever scene we pretty much got them together in terms of just Mandalorian worldview. While in the Clone Wars, she was kind of our POV in terms of Mandalorian. This, she gives a conflicting point of view, which I really like. And I like how they use her in this show more than they did in most of the Clone Wars, even though I really enjoyed her in that still. I'll talk about Boba Fett a little, leather, a little later, because I think that's where some people run into a few problems with the season. So we'll get into Boba Fett later. But if we're talking about new characters, we of course also have to talk about our fan-favorite characters from the first season including Mando and Grogu himself, Baby Yoda. Was That name drop was, of course, done by Ahsoka Tano in chapter five, uh, chapter 5, Episode 5 of the season, or Chapter 13, titled Jedi. And it was really great to see more of them. They didn't use Grogu as, like, just just played for laughs as much as I was expecting. Just throw him in there just because. Because there was massive chunks of the season that he wasn't in. especially Chapter 15, that episode, he was gone for the whole thing, which... Was a ballsy move, and that was one of my favorite episodes of the season. So, I really like that the the show is still able to still able to be a lot of fun without him in it, and they're not forcingly putting him in because, as you see by the end of the season, they wrap things up really well. Talking about the act, acting, and all that, like with Dinjar, and of course we also have Gina Carano as Kara Dune, who's awesome. I wish they actually used more of her because she's pretty underused in the scheme of things, and I think with Grief Karga, played by Carl Weathers. The reason they didn't use much of him is because he really had an arc in, like, I guess four of the eight episodes of the first season that kind of played out. So I think that's why they're not going to use him that much going forward because it's not he doesn't have as much of a place, but I think it'd still be great to see more of Cara Dune. But moving on from that, of course, we have the directing, and we had, I guess, a few returning directors this season. Firstly, Dave Filoni directed a phenomenal episode this season. Compared to his two episodes from last season, which I thought one of them was good, the other being horrible, this season he may have directed the best episode, perhaps of the whole show, which, again, I'll talk about this a bit later, so just keep that in mind. But next up, we also had Bryce Dallas Howard returning, who, again, directed another great episode. And then Rick Famuyuo, who came in and I think also directed his best episode this season. Compared to his other two from last season. Besides that, we had a bunch of new directors coming in. We had Robert Rodriguez, uh, Peyton Reed. We also had Carl Weathers and John, uh, series creator himself, John Favreau, directing an episode. The new ones, like Robert Rodriguez, directed one of my favorites. Not one that everyone's gonna love, I don't think, but I loved his. And then. Um, Peyton Reed, his first episode, uh, chapter 10, I wasn't a big fan of, but then the season finale, I thought did a phenomenal job of wrapping up this arc of the show while... um... Carl Weathers, who pretty much is the first time him pretty much... He hasn't directed much, I don't believe. He did a great job with the action in that episode. It wasn't the most, like story-heavy episode, but it's one of the most rewatchable ones, really fun to watch, a bunch of great set pieces, and I can see him, like, directing, like, a future, just Star Wars action series, which isn't focused on lore or anything too much, because I think it would be great that, the chase at the end was phenomenal, and I think, in that, let's talk about the action, because you can tell the action was much improved from the first season, there were times in the first season where I felt the action felt a little static and stale. In the fist-to-fist style, but with this, especially in Chapter 15, directed by Rick Yuwa, I could tell how much it improved. The action felt on a larger scale, and I really, really, really appreciated that. With that said, though, a few, a few spots where people ran into issues was with the formula, and that is pretty much Chapter 1, 2, not Chapter 1, 2, Episodes, 1, two, 3, I guess 4 to an extent, 5... And I pretty much pretty much the first five episodes of the season have this formula to them where they kind of are like, OK, if you do this for us, we'll help you do this. And even the sixth episode had some hints of that. But the thing is, they kind of all had the same like just formula. And I think it got really repetitive by the final time they used it. But I like that for the last couple of episodes, they changed up the way they were doing things. With, like, you know, the kidnapping of Grogu and how Mando has to deal with that. How his character kind of changes throughout the show, which I'll talk about again later. But besides from that, a few other issues I had were that I felt Boba Fett. I talked about this in my review of Chapter 14, but I said if they develop him more throughout the season, this complaint will go away. Unfortunately, I don't think they quite did that. They kind of justified why they didn't by the end of the show. Again, look out coming soon. Another episode talking about the upcoming show. But... They kind of tried to justify it with the Book of Boba Fett show. Again, my, my thoughts on that will be out tomorrow. But they didn't quite, they weren't quite able to, I don't think, draw the line between making him like a villain and a hero and explaining why he's no longer in his vil- villainous ways or I guess just for that. They kind of explained that he's in depth, Mando, but I don't think they gave him a proper character as much as they did Ahsoka Tano or Bo Katan when they were in. And but, but tomorrow, Morrison was great, and I'd love to see more of him. And it definitely looks like we're going to be seeing more. I think a couple of things that I was kind of annoyed by was some of the episode lengths. I went into this season just expecting to have shorter episode lengths, but with that first episode being, what, 55 minutes long, I was like, we might get some real, real, like, just TV episodes now. And then the second episode comes in with a 40-minute 40, 40 length. And it was it wasn't justified to be that, but I was like, okay. Then the... Third, fourth, fifth, and I also believe sixth episode of the season, and maybe also seventh had all pretty short runtimes of between like thir- with, w- between like twenty seven and like thirty six thirty five minutes, which I was pretty disappointed by because I feel like they kind of built and built you know like this expectation of having longer runtimes with the first episode, but I did like that the episodes varied a little more in terms of Look, in that I felt the um, the locations and things they went didn't just go down to desert planets and Navarro. Obviously, in the first episode we had Tatooine, but I think it was used in a new way that I really liked. While in uh, the fifth episode of the season, chapter thirteen, we had this swamp-looking place, which was great. But then we go into chapter twelve, we have Navarro again. But that was really the only episode where only two episodes, like chapter nine and uh, twelve, where I felt. A little bit of that, you know, like, can we move away from these two planets that we keep going back to. The other ones pretty much all had all very distinct looks that we hadn't seen. Which I think, like, for example, Rick Famayua did a great job with. His three episodes throughout the show have very different um, aesthetics to them, which is great. However, you can clearly tell with this season that they had a bit more of a running storyline, which will clearly culminate at some point and I think they did that very well. In terms of the storyline itself, the storyline of the season is basically delivering Grogu to a Jedi and by the end of the season, I think they're able to do that very well. They satisfied, but we'll talk about the season finale in a second, but just the storyline, I felt felt a little more integral to the actual show, not just like these random adventures. It kind of was all leading somewhere and I think they paid that off really well. And in the season finale, of course, we have Mando going to rescue Baby Yoda or Grogu. And then Luke Skywalker comes in, slices through these dudes and perhaps the greatest Star Wars sequence I think produced under Disney, maybe. I think a lot of people would say that. I'm still... There's a few sequences in The Force Awakened that are truly phenomenal, but we'll see about that. But one of the best Luke Skywalker moments of all time, no question. The CGI could have been a little better, but I'll take it because it's such an awesome moment. And I think... The one thing we talk about coming off from that season finale is I felt that the you can really tell the kind of change in the character of the Mandalorian or Din Djarin. And that he started off as someone who, you know, had this very strict ideology about not taking off his helmet and being like, you know, a particular way of, you know, having this kind of different Mandalorian like. I guess, ideology than what we saw in the Clone Wars, which was they take off their helmet all the time. But this, we learned that Mando is basically part of a cult. He's a child of the Watch. Basically, the, this group, which kind of has, like, lives the olden ways of the Mandalorian, which gives, like, which makes him rethink his strategy. And by the time Grogu is taken, it shows how he's grown and the fact that now he's grown such a connection to this child that he will sacrifice everything he's believed in to help him. And by the end of the season. You get such a powerful moment. Of him saying goodbye. And you know. it. Like as someone who's watched the show from the beginning. It really makes you feel something. It makes you feel like the journey. Of watching this these char- this character grow. Was worth it. And I think I really appreciated where they ended things. Now with that said. Talking about the ending. Of course I've talked about Luke Skywalker already. But a couple people have talked about how this, this show now. Has serviced. Is servicing more just is obviously now just trying to bring like just trying to give a lot of fan service over the story. And I don't necessarily agree because they found a way to make the fan service service the story, which I don't know if that makes any sense. But to the point where I'll accept the amount of fan service they're giving us. And I think they've earned it because of how much buildup they had in the first season. Anyways, before I get into my final thoughts, as always, guys, if you enjoyed this review, please leave a like and follow my podcast if you can wherever you're listening. Please share it with your friends if you did enjoy, and yeah, leave a, leave a rating or a quick comment if you can also wherever you're listening. The Mandalorian Season 2, I think, improves on the first season in developing, in like trying to build on more lore, as well as bringing in these characters we all love to develop them a little further. And as well as having better action, better directed episodes, better locations, more beautiful aesthetics, and all of that adding up. We, of course, also have, like I already mentioned, the fan service with these characters such as Ahsoka Boba Fett and um, Bo-Katan coming in to kind of validate the show, making it like really hammered down as being truly important to the lore. By the end of it, having a really satisfying season finale that wraps up this first arc of the show In like a magnificent way. I'm going to give The Mandalorian Season 2 an A-. As always guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this review, make sure to go check out my individual reviews of the episodes. If you're interested in my thoughts. And with all that said, I'll catch you guys next time. (music) Bye-bye.